Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well i do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy tell me your sunday routine Will you be having a long bath to forget the stresses of Monday? Are you going on runs, prepping your meals and doing the laundry? Why not have your Broccoli Weekly PP company? It's a new weekly show with me, Diora, where I pick three biggest stories of the week, discuss them with guests and help you stay in the loop. Episodes will drop every Sunday, and come Monday, you'll be ready to have the conversations where you usually space out. Subscribe and follow now on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, or your favorite podcast app, out now. Sundays have just got interesting. Hi guys, welcome back to the Savage Situation podcast. My name is Adam Savage, and on this series, we're joined by a ton of different celebrities, musicians, and influencers talking all about their personal history and love of video games. We've had Ali A on the show, we've had Trixie Mattel, Bring Me the Horizon. The guests have been amazing so far, but there is still plenty more coming your way. Let's find out who's up next. Welcome to the Savage Situation, Mr. Alex Noon slash Arex from Arex Gaming. Hey, hey. There, we go, there we go. You got all of them in one. I like that. I, like I got that them all in one. There's a lot of Arex, Alex. There's a lot of that in there. There's uh, a lot of jumbling. There is. Wait, welcome to the show. I mean, thank you for having me. It's, it, it's, 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 I'm, I've been looking forward to this. I'm go- that's really nice. You're yeah. the first person ever on this show who's actually looked forward to being here. Oh. Most people be bribed to be here or paid <laughs> in chocolate and God knows what. Um, thank you, mate. It's, 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 it's good to have you here because um, it's an exciting time in the gaming universe. It is. It's very you're an exciting guy, oh, uh, and, I, and I like having you here. It's great. It's good to be here. It's, it's good, good to, to be have here. You. It's been um, a little while since we last got up, so it has, I feel like there's yeah. a lot to talk about. I think we've known each other now. I want to say, I want to say four, five years. I think, I think that is about right. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was like Destiny one time, wasn't yeah. it? When we, when we first. I, I consider us like I think it was I consider us like twins like you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'm Danny DeVito. Oh, thank you, yeah, I, thank, I, thank you. That's I, I like the kind that. of I'll, that's the vibe that we have. Hey, uh, I'll, the I'll brotherly take love. <laughs> um, where, where does I mean I've mentioned the names at the beginning there, Alex and Arex. Where does Arex come from? So I I used to I used to learn Japanese. 
I learned for about three years. You used to learn Japanese. Yeah. Just that. Well, so, I mean, I've always had like an interest in like Japanese culture, like anime, video games, just the country itself. Um, kind of like everything about Japan anyway. So like, you know, and, I, and I'd always wanted to learn another language. I did a typical like French and German at school, but I was always like, I want to learn something else. So I took up uh, Japanese, you know, at, at school for a bit. And I did that for about three years, got like a qualification in it. But then when work got busy with like Microsoft and YouTube, I kind of dropped that unfortunately but it is my it is my my goal to resume lessons this year i've even kind of got back in touch with my, my 2020 so it's gonna happen new, alex is gonna speak japanese new year new me <laughs> there you go there you go i'm gonna hold you this in december this year i'm gonna get together with you and we're gonna talk jap well you're gonna talk japanese let's do it. and i'll let's just listen it. and go yep sounds about right Fine. there we go there we go but, um, but it's all right yeah it came from there because like when i was learning like so obviously when you write english names you use like you know the you use the kind of romanized alphabet so alex is basically adaksu but then obviously in and I used to use that for a while online, but that was typically quite long for, you know, a lot of like a lot of games often will only give you like five or six characters. So yeah. I kind of get like partway through. I'm like, I can't do anything. And then my friend at school, I was I've always been notoriously bad at any names. Like if if I get to a game like Harvest Moon, <laughs> it's like, oh, name your character. I'm like, OK, cool. Name my character. Name your wife. Name your kid. Name your farm. Name your cow. I'm like, I can't name all these things. Yeah. So when when it came to that, my friend at school was just like, I'm going to shorten it to Arix. And I looked, I was like looks kind of cool when it's written so i just kept it for ages i mean if i could go back and change it i probably would because when you say it to someone it doesn't sound like it doesn't spell like you would say it yes okay that's true i, I always think to put two r's rather than two k's see, yeah yeah that's it you see that's only so. when it's on pirate day when it's like rx <laughs> <laughs> you see but like that's that's the thing i've, I've had i've had rx i've had Arkes, I've had Acres, I've had every single permutation under the <laughs> Someone sun. Someone sees it and goes, "Yo, Acres, what's up, mate?" Like, exactly okay, right. hi, how are you? I'm like, let's just run with it. But yeah, so, so that's where that's sort of where it came from. But I, yeah, I, I kind of do wish I could sort of like change it, but whatever. I, whatever. It's, it's it's your brand now. It's it's, it's exactly you, right. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? and I think I think you mentioned about the um the character names naming in games. Mm. I found that so hard as well. Because do you go do you go kind of like my own names? It's my own adventure? Yeah. Or do I kind of go with a character's given name or do I choose something completely at mm, random? Mm. Um I mean growing up my I used to love the American Pie movies, right? Okay. So the the Stifler so the stiff uh, the stiff meister as he called nice, himself nice the surname being savage name of the podcast i was the savmeister that was that was everything i mean, I mean that was, works that works but once again i ran into the same the same obstacle you did the savmeister is a massive word so it's yeah, just yeah. it just ended up sav just easy fair, fair you can't go wrong three letters easy the only problem with those is that you get to the point where you go into like you try to because I'm, I'm one of those people i want to have like uniform names across all my games but then yeah. suddenly you get to the point where someone's taken it at least generally speaking no one's taken arix because it's just such a weird spelling so i'm generally safe it's good there have been a couple of times i think i think skype snapchat and now google stadia someone's taken arix which i no I'm, way I, I know i mean not that i actually play on google stadia but i went oh. to, i went to do it I, I went to test it out i was like well, let's, let's just see what this thing is like i went to set it up and i was like well i'm not even going to play the thing now because now i now i'm the real arix which just sounds right now it sounds like i'm yeah. a fake arix trying to pretend to be the real arix yeah and it's Pokemon such a go-to Go. isn't it the real the real something yeah, the real yeah. is I, I i nicknames when i was growing up got very dubious because obviously my name my surname's savage mm. that's like not stage name it's real real legit I mean, that's savage. a really cool last name thanks buddy i appreciate that so uh savage and so people would call me sav mm. and then this one kid this this kid who would always try and call me something different mm. um his, his name was peter and he called me he started calling me um savaloy and that was fine you know <laughs> fine, i'll okay. take that and then savage rhymes with cabbage so it became right. cabbage which then became cab and one day i'm walking down the street and he just shouts oi taxi and i thought we've gone <laughs> so far away because so... the cab it, yeah, it, yeah. i thought wherever you are now peter i hope you regularly step into puddles and, and get and get wet yeah, socks yeah. because that's the most polite way i can say of, is... of you know i can think of to say 
I, th- I hope things are sometimes bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, it ru- ruined my childhood. Um, but you mentioned Google Stadia. I mean, have you, have you enjoyed the system? I mean, the, the people are talking about it. It's I, a big thing. So, you know. I mean, I haven't really done much with it, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's, it's, the, thing is, the thing with me is like Google Stadia, I found was a really weird sell, right? Because it doesn't work very well if you don't have a great connection, obviously, right? It's, a, it's an internet-based thing. But I feel like when it was created, it's almost, it's almost like a backwards thing because Google Stadia, in theory should be more applicable to people that don't have big setups. Like if you've got a massive gaming PC, you're not going to go on Google Stadia. But if you've got a massive gaming PC and you've got the the money to invest in, you know, these expensive rigs and everything like that, you've probably got a decent internet connection. You've yeah. probably got everything you could ever need. The way I would have seen Google Stadia in my mind would have been like, okay, here's person B who maybe can't afford like a PC gaming setup. They'll buy like a streaming rig. And they'll buy like a Stadia instead. They can then play it, play it through like online and then mm-hmm. they can kind of, you know, remove that, that, you know that wall basically yeah. but the problem with that is that often i mean it's, the, the two don't necessarily always correlate but if you don't necessarily have the the money for that sometimes you might not necessarily also have the great connection so then yeah. it's just like a it's a weird it just it's a weird like i don't know where it belongs like yeah. you know you've, you've got a few kind of games that come out and it's like all right so it's just launched it's got destiny 2 it's like well destiny 2's been out for long enough right so it's like people have already sunk a ton of time into you know pc xbox ps4 why are they then going to go on a new platform? And well, there's obviously the multi the multi save now. You know, you, I, I'm actually I can't I don't know if you can move it between Stadia or not because I know you can for other ones. You can move your save between different platforms. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if that happens for Stadia or not. But regardless, I'm just like, why would I go? Especially you know, I play on PC. Why would I say to my team, oh yo, we're going to do the raid on Google Stadia? They'd be like, why? Yeah, we've got it on PC. Like, there's literally no point. <laughs> yeah. I so, can only see it being used if you kind of live in a, in like a a box yeah. or like a very small place mm. and you can't have a big gaming PC or setup. Maybe that might work for you. Yeah. You just tuck it away and it's fine. But otherwise, yeah, I think that you're right. The whole, yeah, whole focus on the internet connection as well mm-hmm. has to be so tip top. Yeah. It, there's so many things can go wrong with that. And, and there's nothing more infuriating than losing that connection in the middle of something special. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, that's, uh, I always, cause like, I think for me, the the kind of use case would have been something like in destiny. Say for example, if I'm traveling, like, cause I mean, I haven't, I haven't played like destiny, a lot recently i've kind of like you know i used to be massively on it but obviously now it's kind of on the back burner for a bit but when i was playing a lot obviously zero the vendor would come in and like sometimes if you're away for the weekend and you want to kind of grab the items he's got that's that's like an interesting use case for google stadia you're like okay cool i'm in a hotel let me plug in quickly i'll go to the vendor go and get what you want but then also if your hotel notoriously has bad wi-fi then i've still i you know this it's, it's just this weird thing I, I almost feel like they need to have something that is I know exclusive to them, but there's, there's, there's valuable, right? They, yeah. they just, it's just come out in this weird position where it's basically just like another machine where everything they've got so far is stuff you can get elsewhere, apart from like a few, you know, key signature titles. But there's nothing, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, there's been no draw. Like, I'm, I'm someone that likes tech. I like, you know, I, I love, I mean, the fact that we've got new consoles coming this year, like, I'm incredibly excited. Yeah, it's huge. But the huge. Fact, exactly, right? But I mean, I've, I bought it and I still haven't even unwrapped it. I literally yeah. went as far as to unwrap it and to find out that my Google Stadia name was taken. I'm like, well, that's that's that's, that's, that's it. it. Now. Game I'm over. Sealed. Done. Arix is gone. I've been I've been redoing my office and I literally put it on the shelf. There. I was like, well, I'm not even going to need it, so I'm going to put it in the cupboard. Yeah. and that's that's where it's gone. So God. I'm so glad you brought up your Zer video, your Zer videos, because yeah. I, I confession, I used to every single week mm-hmm. watch your videos Amazing. to find out where Zer was. Like, and for those who don't play Destiny. Zer was like, he was basically a guy who would sell you kind of exotic or yeah. kind of, you know, good loot, basically. Um, and he was always hidden somewhere in the kind of the, the, mm. on the tower or whatever it was in, in, in Destiny. And every single week, yeah. I would be like, all right, I'll go and watch Arex's videos, see where, see where Alex has found him this week so I can go and get some stuff. Because sometimes he was in some really elaborate locations, like yeah. on the top of a spaceship behind a forest, <laughs> behind a weird wall that didn't really exist. It was, it was very 
strange places to find this guy. Yeah. But um, thanks to you, mate, I I, I did okay. I oh, got the good stuff. Go. So well, I'm, I'm glad. You. I'm glad. Thank you. But you mentioned, I mean, we we we, are, we met each other at a Destiny event. I think yeah. that was when um, I was doing some work with Activision, and and I remember meeting you there. And you know, over the course of the last three or four years since we've known mm. each other, the channel's grown and grown. Arex yeah. Gaming, I should say, the the company, the network mm-hmm. has grown exponentially. Yeah. Tell us about. Arex Gaming as such because it's not just yourself there's actually no. a few of you mm. uh, so there are, there are now there are four of us um, so it started way back in 2000 and, well it actually started before 2013 because we initially so it was myself and 269 um, who we both used to we went to university together so we've known each other since then um, you were gaming at uni together I presume yeah yeah okay. yeah, yep. yeah so that's how, that's how I sort of like I met um, I met 26 it's kind of sort of like funny because I I've always been like a like a really organised person everything that I do but my very first day of university, like this is a big thing. It's my first day at uni, yeah. right? You think, oh, you think, yeah, you oh, got your new, your new shoes on, exactly, right? I your had, best jacket and shirt. I had, I had, I had my, uh, my, my lumberjack shirt. Like I had like a. Oh, mate, it was, it, this exactly, is for you today. This is for you, man. Exactly right. This is for you. So it's great. So you, you think, oh, Mister Organized on his on his first day is gonna be great. He'll be at class on time. I forgot my planner, so I didn't know where I needed to be. <laughs> so I then I then went to I went to the reception and then. Two six was standing behind me, so in my and it's funny because people often think like on YouTube they sort of see this persona. I'm kind of a shy person, so I'm standing this line and I'm like, oh, here's my here's my chance to my brother. My brother had always given me these these words on like here's how to like make friends at university. Here's how to like talk to people. So I was like, this person standing behind me. I turn around. I was like, so uh, what games do you like? <laughs> you just yeah. I love you. Uh, yeah, because a, a lot of conversation it would either be so football. You talk about football, or yeah. you say. What game is you into? Exactly, and there you right? go. And then, it, and then, and it was kind of the simple, silly questions like, "Oh, you know, why are you why are you doing a gaming course and things like that?" Yeah, but, they, but basically, I, I just started talking to talking to Matt, and then obviously, we you know, we then kind of went off to our classes because it turned out he'd also left his like planet behind, and then yeah, we sort of, <laughs> sort of became, sleeves. Exactly yeah. right, exactly. So, so we became we became sort of like friends from there, and then you know, obviously from that point, he because back then I was like, you know, I'm still like a massive Nintendo fan, but back then I was I played on basically exclusive Nintendo and PlayStation, so he told me to get an Xbox 360, and then. Throughout university, we also used to like play games together. Anytime we were doing coursework, we would sit on Xbox Live, and Xbox Live became like before Discord or before Skype. Xbox Live was like our chat platform, so yeah, we yeah. we chat there to work, we chat there to game. So that's that's kind of like you know how I met Two Six, and obviously when we left university, we went to work at Microsoft, and then when we were at Microsoft, Two Six had this idea to start a YouTube channel. Like it's all like he's we've we've been working there sort of like since the start, and while obviously the channel is called Eric's Gaming, the reason for that is just because when we first started, we weren't sure we were gonna do anything from it it was literally microsoft had a games library and we were like well we can borrow games here we might as well just do something mm. um were you, were, you, were you testing games at microsoft what was, what was your yeah so, I, so we started off working as uh game testers for forza horizon so it's actually kind of kind of lucky because the catch-22 sort of for, for the gaming industry is that normally you need to work on a triple a game to be able to get in so the fact that our first game was a triple a title was really cool yeah yeah so we did we did that and then like during my time at microsoft i moved from i did that for about 18 months and I moved into a producer role on Soho when Xbox One was launching for the video platform for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had this games library and at first, you know, I just had my, my own YouTube channel just like anyone does. When you're browsing YouTube, you just kind of call it whatever, right? Yeah. So that was just Arix and we just used to upload like raw gameplay. One of the one of the weirdest things that kind of went really well was, do you remember a game called Asura's Wrath? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. So, so every single chapter of that game was broken down into this almost perfectly timed like 20 minute anime episode so people would watch the, the the chapters like they were anime so we just uploaded the entire playthrough purely raw as different episodes and bear in mind this was a brand new channel with like zero commentary zero no not even thumbnails or titles just the game just yeah. the game and each of the videos got like 100 200 000 views because people what? just watched it like animes wow right? which that's, is, that's which incredible is crazy. yeah but obviously but in the in this time obviously we didn't know um 
we didn't know what we were going to do. So it was just like on the Arix channel. But then when we started to realize that this is something we were going to try and build, we started yeah. again as Arix Gaming. So we built like a built new built like a new channel. And the only reason that we kept it sort of that name was because at the time it was like Tuzik had a lot of the ideas, but he didn't really have any particular desire to like be on the front. He was more sort of like a, he was like, I always like to kind of sort of call it like he was like the brains and I was like the brawn. Like I would kind of make some of the videos. He'd have a lot of the ideas and sort of work things out. So that's kind of how it started. Great. Okay. And then, you know, obviously fast forward to when I was at, when I moved to Soho, obviously I used to kind of like juggle that because we both sort of like, you know, for the first, I think for us three, three years or so, we both juggled like making a YouTube channel and working at Microsoft. So, you know, he moved up to a software test engineer role. So he moved like pretty sort of senior in the, on the testing front. He was working on Forza Horizon 2, other games like Quantum Break and different things like that. So he, you know, worked mm-hmm. through quite a lot of stuff. Uh, meanwhile, I was over in Soho doing their video stuff. So it's almost like I was doing YouTube-like content at Microsoft and then going home and doing my own YouTube content, which right, okay. is, you know, like yeah, it was cool. kind of a interesting sort of clash. But then... Fast forward 18 months after that, and then when they were kind of making the shift sort of Windows 10, like the US team took more control over the stuff. So they basically sort of didn't have any for our team. So we kind of got made redundant. And that was the point where I decided to try and go full time because mm-hmm. it was that weird thing where we wanted to try and go full time on YouTube, but we'd never really like, it's like a risk you know, to take something like a job like Microsoft, which was quite secure. To go, I'm going to abandon this and try and do it on YouTube was just a, oh, it's, it was it's a huge leap of faith, isn't it? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But the fact that my hand was forced, I was like, well, I'm going to try. So my, so basically the way that it worked out was like, I'm going to try for a year, see where this goes. If it works, cool. If not, then I'll go and look for something else. And mm-hmm. luckily it did work. Yeah. And then because by, I think I think I went full time at 14,000 subscribers, which, you know, I wouldn't normally have done. And then by the end of that year, we managed to hit 100,000, which was kind of quite a good growth in that. That's yeah. obviously partly thanks to Destiny. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, you know, at the end of that kind of that year, two six then left Microsoft and we both went on full time and we carried on for I think another like year and a half or so. And then during that time, two six tried different things. In fact, the very first year that we that he left, um, he spent time in the background making games because that was another thing that he wanted to do. So, you know, he spent time building a mobile game, you know, doing the programming. We obviously got like artists to kind of get done do art for us and stuff. Um and although he got like working prototypes up, we realized that at that time it's like we don't have the money to invest in this to kind of really get it to where it needs to be so that kind of dream got shelved so at that point he then started looking into you know he started doing a few videos realized that at first it wasn't necessarily like he still preferred being behind the camera for that stuff and instead he just decided to start streaming you know so he could i think for him he preferred the sort of the more uh free flow nature of like the the stream side of things as opposed to kind of the structure sit in front of the camera and you know recite some lines kind of thing totally i get so he kind of got into got into streaming for a bit and then Soon after streaming, we sort of, you know, we got uh, another friend of ours, Paradise Central. We used to kind of just play games with him initially. And then, you know, he started getting into streaming. So him and 2.6 used to stream together. And then it kind of became like a natural thing where because a lot of the stuff we just started doing was together, we kind of brought Paradise on board. So the very first year was more so like he was kind of streaming, doing stuff for us on the side. Mm-hmm. And then in more recent year, well, in I think, what was it, like last year or the year before? Oh, yeah, about a year and a half ago, he kind of came on as like an official employee now. So it's it's funny because a lot of people, when they see like YouTubers, they kind of just think they're kids that work from their bedroom. But you've got, you, you got a business. Baby. Yeah, it's, a well, business. It's, it's, it's a limited company, right? Yeah, so, you yeah. know, we, we have like we have taxes, we have like VAT to pay, we have genuine payroll. So like Paradise is now on board as an official employee. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, gets, he gets a he gets a, a wage, he gets pension, gets yeah. all, that, all that stuff, right? And, yeah. then, um, and then when we came into... About a year ago now, mm. we brought on Terence, who came on as a video editor, because that was coming at a time where we were juggling Destiny, Division, Monster Hunter, and Anthem was around the corner. So we were like, these are all service games. Yeah. And this was before anyone knew that Anthem was going to, you know... Tank. Tank, basically. Yeah. So at the time, we were like, well, these games are all going to blow up. They're going to be really, really... You know, it's going to be a ton of work to try and, try and sort of mm-hmm. juggle them. I was like, we physically can't do all of this ourselves. So Terence came on board initially to 
edit videos. And then in the process of doing that, he also started to do some streaming as well, kind of more sort of just like on the side. But then it got to the point where now where we kind of have this, this system where 2.6 Paradise and Vestmore, or sorry, Vestmore is Terence, just as a different mm-hmm. name. They all stream three or four times a week, but as a, as a triple. So it's kind of like a really good sort of output because it means that whenever we're streaming, it's not just like one stream. People can watch through a multi-stream. You can see different perspectives. And it was kind of the thing that we started to, you know, start to kind of push forward. I imagine each week drawing up kind of like the, the work schedule for the rest of the team. And yeah, like, you know, exactly <laughs> the right, boss yeah. in the office go, all right, guys, here's this week's schedule when you're ready. So every Monday we have like the team meeting. Right. And on Mondays we speak about everything we're doing. So we speak about the videos. We speak about the streams. We speak about any side projects we're doing, any like sponsor stuff we're doing. Basically covers like everything. In the streams, if, you, if you're kind of all streaming and, the, and it, the, for the business ultimately, mm. any kind of donations and um, subscriptions and everything, is it all kind of kitted into like the, yeah. the business and then people are paid just, I guess, like a salary? And exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it happens for like every single person. So like all everything that we do, whether whether that be videos, whether that be streams, whether that be sponsors, whether that be merchandise, all that just goes into a business account. And then obviously from there, that then handles payroll and taxes and everything we need to do so i love that you've so, made this a bit like this is a yeah, business because yeah. i think we've, we've had a bunch of brilliant youtubers and influencers mm. on the uh i always find that weird that weird thing like, rather than saying youtubers you say influencers yeah it's such a weird word it, like, it's weird and we, we we had ali a on the show who was saying that now everyone's referred to as streamers even though yeah. they're not they're not they're yeah, just streamers yeah. it's like yeah. okay fine. Yeah, apparently so very weird um but the the thing that has been quite consistent is that um everyone's had like maybe one or two games that they focused on mm-hmm. but you're in this rare position where you have this, you have a, a company, but you also multi-game, a multi-game yeah. channel as well, which which is usually from from you know from experience quite mm. a tough thing to to keep going because you're trying to cover so many games. But I guess when you've yeah. got all these different employees and people work for the same business, mm. you can kind of do that. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's like it's it would have been impossible without them because I mean, at one point we we went up to to five people as well. So earlier beginning of this year when division two was coming out we also brought on uh taylor who was our fifth employee he basically used to cover division exclusively on like his channel he had like a smaller channel at the time so we brought him on board for sort of like the best part of a year again division two sort of came out and didn't necessarily sort of go exactly where it was going like i, I liked it but it was, it was pretty samey yeah it didn't feel too it didn't feel really that much different from the first one it definitely would i think i think as, as games go like it had as live service games go i probably have one of the cleanest launches yeah but i often describe division two as like a clinical game it's very functionally complete very clean but it just didn't i don't know I, it was hard to place but it didn't quite have the same soul as like the first one yeah so it didn't it kind of didn't necessarily sort of like do as well but i think in the process of like that year sort of taylor realized that while he was sort of you know enjoying everything he was doing i think he realized that necessarily like full-time youtube wasn't exactly what he wanted so he's actually naturally moved on to work at ubisoft which actually worked out quite well oh nice okay so we're back down to, to the four now but yeah that's i mean it, but it's yeah to, in order to cover all this stuff it's it's 100 a team effort because while the typical weekly structure like if it's an average week where there's nothing like crazy going on then normally it'll be the three guys do their streams on Monday. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I will then do uh, most of the kind of day-to-day videos throughout the week. Wednesdays are normally like the day off from streams. That's when Terence will do most of his videos if he needs to. Mm-hmm. If it's like a really busy week, then sometimes he'll have to do like a video edit in the morning before he streams. Uh, and if it's like a really busy week, like a launch, he might not stream that week so that he can spend more time on video. So he's kind of been more sort of like the, the adaptive one. As, uh, as, as Is the community that you have around, I guess it's quite a network. Yeah. As the community kind of does it, is it quite diverse in the sense that some people are big fans of your, some of 269, Paradise? Everyone's kind of together as a you know, enjoying everyone's content or do you have certain fans for certain I think, people? Uh, so it kind of sort of depends. I mean, it's, so now I think, I think the streams have been a huge help. So one of the things that we struggle with initially, and, and I understand, you know, it's part of the fact that the fact that the channel is called Eric's Gaming, even though all these people are, have been here, you know, and it's never been like, we've, we've never tried to hide anyone, but I think a lot of the time people just, they see the name and they're like, it's just one person, yeah. right? Because and, and I completely understand how you, how you could kind of assume that. Um, 
But I think the streams have been really good because then 2.6, Paradise, and Vesmore have all been up there, their own individual kind of communities. And although they're all part of the RX Gaming community, I think that did a really, really good job of kind of really solidifying them as their own individual personalities. Because, yeah, totally. And that's why the way that we stream is that we want to kind of have them stream on their their own channels. They're all under the RX Gaming umbrella. So when we kind of work with companies, we can do it as a as a wide sort of umbrella thing. But they are also their own their own names. Um, and I think I think that helped a lot. I think I think what we found is that like especially during Monster Hunter World, for example, when Two Six Nine and Paradise, this was before Vestmore joined us, when they were streaming um, Monster Hunter World like five days a week, and we obviously had the videos. You know, we were in the kind of lucky position where we're like one of the biggest Monster Hunter channels in the world, and obviously we were putting out the content for that. And then people were going from that to the streams. There was kind of this very organic blend. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, at the time, Paradise uh, was doing some videos on the channel as well. And it wasn't so strange because sometimes it would be like if we would do a video and someone didn't recognize the voice, they'd be like, "Where's Arix?" Which was it's kind of frustrating because obviously we're trying to sort of do more stuff, and sometimes people would just be like, "I don't want to hear a different voice." But right. with the Monster Hunter stuff at first, because they've been watching their streams, they were very much they were a lot more open to like, "Oh well, I've I've heard your voice already, so What's I know that who guy? you are." Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay. And I think I think that worked out quite well. So obviously with Terence, he also does he he voices some videos on the channel. Um we still haven't quite got to the point where I'd like to be where it's like hundred percent just like different voices all the time on the channel. So I think that's that's still like a an ever kind of gradual process. Do you are you when with these different games you mentioned, like Monster mm. Hunter and such, are you working with the publishers directly when it comes to these games coming out? For instance, mm. you know, one comes out and you know that you'll be working you know, they'll send you kind of like their code in advance yeah. or kind of you know, the other game and they know that you're gonna be working because I'm, I'm very curious about the whole world in which you kind of there's branded sponsorships yeah. and there's you know we're working with game publishers and such does a lot of that dictate what you guys will play depending on who you're kind of working with directly or is it a case of you guys know what you like to play <clears> and if the publishers get on board then brilliant if not well, 100 percent. It's, it's always organic for us so like games so like a lot of the staples for the channel destiny division anthem when it first came out obviously Monster hunter yeah, I know, right? I, Iron I, Man, man. I, you are Iron Man. I still have hope for that one, one day, one day, right? One day. But, but all those games, they're games that we would see, we would organically have covered anyway. Yeah. And it always starts that way. We always we always cover things that we want to play ourselves. Um, and then if, as a and it, it normally happens that way, right? We'll start covering it. And as a result of some of the content, the publishers might start to notice and they might be like, oh, you know, can we invite you to an event or get you involved on like, you know, we've got some content coming up. So we'll kind of tell you about it, that kind of thing. But it's, it's never the other way around where it's like, oh, uh, like for example you never would have heard about Monster Hunter before but now we're suddenly talking to you like you should play it it's like no it's always been an organic thing for us because I think it's important I think for content sometimes there'll be sponsored videos you may do where it's like a game you haven't played personally but it's a game that falls within your remit so for example I play like a lot of MMOs so there might be someone that'll be like oh do you want to check out this MMO so in that situation it'll be like alright here's a game I haven't played and it's a sponsored video because they're letting us check it out mm-hmm. check it out but if it's a staple for the channel something like a Monster Hunter a Destiny a game that we're going to be covering year in year out like every single kind of update that's always an organic thing it's very much like a because like to know the games and cover them the way that we do you have to live and breathe the game and like i can't do that if i don't like the game it doesn't matter how much money you're going to pump at anyone like that has to be an organic thing first yeah like borderlands is a great example for example like we we've played borderlands right from the start but borderlands but we played borderlands one and two just as fans and borderlands three is the first time we really started to cover the game um and we work quite closely with 2k for that one but all the coverage like way before we started kind of working with them in any sort of like sponsor capacity all the initial coverage was organic. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, we want to we want to play the game. We're going to play it regardless. And although we had like a great working relationship with 2K, we kind of had a chance. You had the fortunate opportunity to like chat with them throughout the year. And when it came to like trailers, sometimes they'd be able to sort of get them to us early, which is like a massive help. Yeah. But all the content is still very much organic. It's like, this is the stuff that we would do irrespective anyway. Like the fact that you're talking to us and you're kind of giving us early access makes our life easier. 
but it's the stuff that we would normally do. And then yeah. obviously from that, you can then sometimes breed, like, you know, move into like sponsor stuff, which is which is good. That's that's the way I want to do it because I feel like organic sponsorship stuff is the stuff that people don't mind because you're like, well, you're covering this anyway. If you're making some additional money from yeah. it, then so be it. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's probably one of the most uh, common things amongst, I guess, influencers or mm. video creators is they say, you know, you ask them, what's your kind of your greatest tip or what things yeah. you, how do I get started on YouTube, whatever. Mm. And people say, make what you enjoy. Yeah. Make what you 100%. like doing. Every, every, I'd say pretty much every single person will say that. Mm. I guess that's, you know, case in point for you guys as well. Yeah. You're making games like, like, you know, making content for things like Monster Hunter that you love anyway. Mm. You, it, 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 you know, it, it exudes out into, the, you know, from the screen yeah. to, to people watching it as well. I'm thinking back to the, you know, the time when we first met and things and, and, that this beautiful, this beautiful beard that you have now, <laughs> didn't my exist. friend. Like it didn't exist. No. I, I, I remember you. Um, you had like a, yeah, the chin strap back yeah, in the day. Yeah. I'm just thinking because it feels like a long time. Because I think it was Destiny. Was it the Taken King? Maybe I think was that was like think, one of the expansion I might, packs. I might have for, even had hair then. I think, I think you, I had hair. I think you had hair. I used to wear hats, so it might have been underneath the hat. But I think I had hair then, and it was great hair. Thank you. It was great bit. hair. I, I, yeah, I think you look great now. Personally. Thank you. I, I prefer this. This this life yeah. is so much easier, right? Like it's a lot easier to get up and like you know. Not have to worry about styling your hair. I used yeah. to have to like look after the beard, but like it's a lot easier than like I used to because I used to have like style it before, and it would take about twenty minutes to do, and it's just your arms start aching during the thing. I'm like, that, that's too much hassle. I don't have time for that. Do you blow dry your beard? Is that how? Uh, no, happen? just no, just like just naturally that dry just, with like with a with a like, towel, like an Alsatian. Some... Just have a bit of a... exactly. <laughs> they put put some fresh oil in it, some beard oil. Look after it. Give it a little comb. And oil it's, works it's as well. The oil it feels it feels a bit sexy putting it on. It feels it's, good. Yeah. You're ready for the day, especially if you get the good oil, because it's like so. That's that's the thing. Like, I, so I I get my oil from um to, from Crack and Beard Company. Um, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, obviously, we we work with them to kind of release a special like Arix gaming beard oil, which was really cool. Really, like, yeah, yeah. So there's, I had no idea. That's yeah, great. Your yeah. gaming beard oil. Yeah, this it was, is fantastic. It was but like, but I was speaking to him. Um, I guess when I saw like a couple of years ago now, like so when I sort of first started to kind of like have a, a decent sized beard, like he just hit me up and was like, "Oh, I'll have to send you some of my products." And at the time, I'd only had bad experience with oils because i bought and i bought like a beard oil off of off the shelf and mm. it sounds weird to sort of say because it's an oil but i put it put it in and it felt really oily like, <laughs> and, i know exactly what you mean as then, well. i've been in the same position yeah but and i was like oh maybe this is just what they're like but then i got some of this because so, so the stuff from crack and beard, beard company is all like all made with like natural ingredients so there's no like chemicals or anything in it. Yeah. and i put that in it just soaked straight in i'm like this is what a good oil should be like. You don't, you, don't yeah. you, you put it in, there's, there's no like grease in your hands or anything like that. I was like, oh, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I've never gone back and like, but that, that makes a big difference because you put that in and it's just like, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Just to confirm, by no way has this podcast been sponsored by Kraken Beard Oil. This is nope. all Eric's opinion. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but you're right. I think you're right. You, you know, it's, uh, it, it, the oil is very important. Oh, it is. But, it is. But very. I mean, physically as well. I mean, you, you, you're like an Adonis now, dude. You've been going, you've been you've been hitting the gym the last <laughs> couple of I'm years. I'm trying, well. I'm trying. We were we were chatting before we before we we started um, podcast as well because you know as as a as a fan of keeping fit as well because mm. there is a stereotype I think with a lot of a lot of gamers there is 100%. there is there is still I can't believe it in, in 2020 a stereotype that gamers are sitting in their mum and dad's basement and they're just eating pizza and doing nothing. Yeah, not the case anymore. No. Like, men, mental and physical health is a huge mm. thing happening. There's a real kind of eagerness as well in the gaming community to kind of like make sure everyone kind of keeps and remains healthy because it is oh, yeah. it is very draining to spend hours in front of a TV screen 100% particularly 100%. if you're a creator you need to have kind of downtime as well mm, mm, yeah, and people yeah. use that to go to the gym and to eat better what was the catalyst for you like you know how, how have you enjoyed this transition out to kind of going to go, you're working out regularly and mm. the endorphins I mean how does it all feel for you I mean, it's 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 great. Like, I I I would literally never like go back. I could, it's funny because like sometimes you know sometimes when you kind of like talk about you know diet, sometimes someone will do it with like a particular goal in mind and then they they hit their goal and they kind of fall off again. Like it's now become like a way of life for me. It's not it's not just like oh I go to to keep fit. I'm like I I love it. Like I genuinely like love it now. Like it's become like a super important thing for me. Um, you know I go 
like typically five times a week and it's just like it just it super important like sets, sets me up i mean the the rock is probably like one of the it's, it's funny he's not like an inspiration but he's also like he always talks about finding like your anchor mm-hmm. and he talks about work like working out like no matter where he is in the world no matter how busy he is and like and you know i sometimes when i talk about i, I feel like i'm busy but like that's nothing on what that guy does right so i, I follow him on instagram and you think yeah. to yourself you're doing all these things like jetting around the world doing press tours yeah. and, and god knows i'm making shows movies and suddenly you're like oh but he is in the gym yeah every day just, yeah, yeah. just pumping it's iron insane, it's insane it's wild but it's about I me mean, but i guess that goes to the show because when he talks about like you know you need to find your anchor the one thing that is important for you is like that no matter how busy things get, that's what will keep you like centered, right? Yeah. But but I mean, but you got to kind of talk, talk about like what was the the cast? It's just, it's funny because for me, I tried working out many times sort of before. Like I'd sign up to gyms, I sort of try for a little bit, and like I you know, I did this sort of thing where you kind of just go yourself and you're like, oh, you know, I'll go and sit on these random machines and do some stuff, and then you realize that there's no structure to your plan, so it doesn't really go anywhere. So you, then you you know mm. don't go again. Um, and weirdly, the catalyst was Pokemon Go. So I yeah okay. So I I you know I I would like. I hit this weird time. I was I was playing for a, a few weeks, right, and then suddenly I just I was out walking, trying to catch up. I don't, I don't even know what it was, right? Because around my area there was nothing but stinking pidgeys and rubbish oh, Pokemon. I remember there was there, it was is it Hip, Hypno was was the one that's the oh, little kind of yeah. the little kind of stopwatch. That's it. Around my area, everywhere. Yeah, it was relentless at first. It was. It's, I couldn't uh, stand the buggers. That's the thing. And like, and everyone's posting on, on Twitter, like, "Oh, I'm in London. I've got all these Pokemon." I'm like, yeah, I'm here, and I've got Pidgeys and Zubats. I'm like, this is like <laughs> this is like my worst Pokemon experience in the world. But I was I was out walking, doing one of these things, and like one one time, it literally just clicked in my head. I was like, I always say that I don't have time to work out, yet I found two hours to go and walk and catch a stinking Pikachu. Yeah, I've clearly got the time. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, right, I clearly realized that me trying to do it myself is not working very well. So I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign up to, like, I, I was before, I was like, you know, I did the kind of budget where I'd be like, oh, where's the cheapest gym membership? I was like, no, instead, I'm going to go to a nice gym. It's going to be a slightly more expensive expensive membership, which like David Lloyd. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to do it purely because if I'm spending more money, I'm not going to want to waste that money. And I was like, I'm also going to get a personal trainer because then by having a personal trainer, I will actually know when I first signed up, I got two free sessions. But then afterwards, I was like, if I have a personal trainer, it's more money I'm putting into it. It will hold, it will keep me accountable. And then, I kind of sort of, I stuck to it for a little while. You know, he was obviously like keeping me going. And then I kept on like, you know, obviously I was reading online. I was like, I realized that nutrition is the important thing. Like it doesn't matter how much you're, you know, you can't out train a bad diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept on talking about my trainer. I was like, you know, can you get me like a, a, a nutrition plan and things like that? And he was like, you know, he he's more training focused, less specifically like nutrition. So he put me in touch with someone and they put me on, actually at the time they were sort of testing this, this weird sort of tech they were bringing over from the States, which was like this weird like hand thing that you would scan. It would just analyze your entire body and tell you what you were missing. I, it was a little bit extreme because then she would try and sort of peddle me all these like super expensive vitamins. I'm like, I don't need all that stuff. But basically, that led me on a path to being super strict. And for like three months or three or four months, I followed like her nutrition plan to the T. Like mm-hmm. even if it didn't necessarily in my head make too much sense, like she was limiting how much like chicken and fish I could eat in a week. And I was like, I thought I need more protein. She's like, just listen to me. I was like, you know what? You're the expert. Yeah, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah, so I, so I followed that. And then in about three months, I lost about three and a half stone, which was like wow. insane. Because like, yeah. obviously when you first start, like because I was, I was quite overweight then. So but when you first start, it falls off quite easily. And then in the process of doing this, I, you know, I started to learn a lot more. I started to do a lot more and realized that it was no longer just because I wanted to like lose fat. I was like, I actually really enjoy this. Like, yeah. you know, realizing that because I was saying to you before that a lot of people think if you say, oh, you have to go and get healthy, they think I have to go and run on the treadmill for an hour. It's like, no, like I did all my stuff and I still to this day do all my stuff with weights I do minimal cardio I do like cardio to warm up and that's about it so mm-hmm. like and then when I realized that I realized that there's so much more to, to working out and it can actually be fun yeah 
it's now become a way of life for me. It must be great because obviously the hundreds, thousands, millions of people that watch your videos mm. or watch you, watch you on, on, online. I guess you you are an inspiration in that respect as well. That mm. you, you can inspire other people as well. So you know because you regularly post and stuff. And, yeah, you know, your your deadlifts are epic, mate. <laughs> Thank and you. Uh, <laughs> you regularly post and do like stories and stuff. Mm. You know, IG stories and things. It, it, absolutely, and I, and I was watching, thinking, "That's oh, awesome that you know you're hitting the gym because you, you're an early, you're an early bird gym guy." I'm a like, like, morning guy. Yeah, a.m. Like oh, it's yes. dark outside. Yeah, in course. the summer, dark. You know, get up at six, know. be in the gym by seven. <laughs> yeah. Work is done by work. I'm, I'm home with my work. It's done by nine. Yeah, it's done. But it, but you know, it, as I said, mentioned the endorphins, man. When they get, in, you, once they get in, and you and you and you have that feel good factor mm. as well, and it gives you a much clearer mindset. You can oh, really kind of you know because yeah. you know mental health is one of these things in the in in you know, in general, but in the gaming community as well, which is mm. which is really important at the moment. That everyone's you know very kind of pro mental health and how you should kind of you know keep a, a clear mindset and such as mm. i said but that definitely is a way of doing it i find like definitely, the physical yeah. aspect kind of leads to the mental health as well so oh yeah i mean there's, there's a lot the of like thing. scientific studies that sort of show like the the benefits of um especially like strength-based training like weight mm. weightlifting on mental health so yeah. i mean that's just, that's just been like and i just use it as like a good way to kind of like clear my head because especially when you're when you work for yourself or when you kind of work in this sort of field it's like Although I might be like, okay, cool, I'm done for the day. You never really switch off. Like you're always, there's always something going off in your head. So like at least for me in the morning when I'm in the gym, I'm like, you know, my phone's in my pocket for at least for the next hour. I'm just going to lift some weights, not even going to think about stuff. And then when I go home, then I can start my day and stuff. So like it just kind of gives me that sort of peace of mind in the morning just to yeah. to really kind of get going. I think, I think it's great, man. Mm. It's really good. I'm, I, you know, I hope, I hope you know, other people are inspired to do the same kind of thing. Well, I mean, that's, that's, thing, that's one of the things that which, which sort of, I like, I want to do a lot more of this year. Like I've been sort of like talking about it for a little while and sort of like kind of in the back of my mind sort of trying to like work out exactly how I want to do it but I really want to like this year try and make a push to try and sort of combine fitness and gaming I mean like on a on a, on a smaller scale you know we have like within our Arix Gaming Discord we've got loads of different channels for people to chat like if you like games and stuff you can kind of go there and just chat about it but then we've also got fitness channels on there which I like initially used as a means to like some people would join they'd be like you know they might be in streams and just hear us talking about it but like oh you know I want to lose some weight but I don't know what to do and like people have joined there and then I've kind of you know broken down just something because the thing is like a lot of it is it's it's so daunting to start with. Like I remember when I first started back in like 2016. Like I, I would I would I would watch videos online, and even if the information is accurate, like it's this weird thing where when you're not in that position, like if you're if you're an overweight guy and you're watching a video by a guy who's giving you genuine information, but that guy is ripped to shreds, has a six pack, you can't believe that you can get there. Like I was in that situation. I watched someone be like. I can't be there. It's impossible. Like, maybe I'll get slightly closer. But like now that I answer the process, I'm like, no, that is 100% possible. It will take a while. Yeah. And it's going to take like a long time because mm-hmm. obviously to kind of get that, some of these people have been training for like 10, 15 years. I'm like, but now I understand the process. And I think a lot of the thing is like, it's kind of demystifying it because a lot of it like is quite simple. Like like weight loss is, you know, it's, it's caloric deficit. Literally that. It's just like, you know, eat less than you burn, mm-hmm. you will lose weight. It's literally that simple. Yeah. So many videos out there, so many different things are just so like, you know, it, it just it just makes everything needlessly complicated. So when we started the Discord channel, it was literally like, okay, cool, you want to lose some weight. You know, let me calculate your macros. Here's how you can do it. Okay, cool, let's go. You know, and, and, and we've had a few people like, okay, the Discord fitness community is quite small. We have a few people that have already been in there. They've lost some weight. They've kind of made some progress. And then, you know, or some people will silently watch they might be like i'm gonna watch it and they might not post too much like we had someone over over the christmas period they were like i never really post here they're like but i've just been reading everyone's comments as a means to kind of keep myself motivated and they're like i just want to let you know that i've lost like 30 pound this year and i'm like that's that's insane yeah that's like, insane, and yeah. so so i mean so all that kind of stuff like i want to sort of this year like really try and make a proper effort to try and like find ways to just make it easier for like people in the gaming community and it doesn't have to exclusively be gaming community but that's my community that's the people that i that i yeah. speak to right and i want to sort of try and make it accessible to them because yeah show people that a you can enjoy it and b it doesn't mean to say you have to sacrifice all your gaming time it's not going to suddenly say you can never play world of warcraft ever again it might just be like give me one hour 
and then you can play well all day. I still sit at my desk all day. I <laughs> yeah. still sit at my desk for like yeah. 12 hours, but that one hour in the day sets me up. Yeah. Time management. Yeah. Time management. All right. It's time to, it's time to dive into something very special here. We're going to go into the top five games Ooh. of Alex Noons of all time. Oh, my. Um, this is a big one because you've played a lot of games. You, have. You, you have played, <laughs> you've played a lot of games. <laughs> uh, a lot of games. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you, I guess, what was your first system? In the, what was your first First game ever game, yeah. surprise, surprise, was Alex Kid in Miracle World. Was it really? installed on the Sega Master System, my brother's Dude. console. I played it, well, I, I say I played it. I mean, I played it when I was two years old because my brother had the console. Like, he would just let me sit there and press some buttons. I was obviously rubbish at two, but that's principally when it started. Yeah. And obviously being a kid, I was like, he's got the same name as me. This game's great. So oh, that's, that's where it all started. The name association hooked you. I like yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I wish my name was Sonic. Oh, <laughs> is, there, must have, there must be a child out there called Sonic somewhere inspired by the character. But imagine if they were. And yeah. then, they, then they saw the Sonic movie and they're like, oh, oh, oh. no, my name's not Sonic anymore. Yeah. My, name's, my name's S. Yeah, but then they suddenly see the remastered Sonic and go, oh, okay, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe be Better than it was. It, yeah, was, true, it was bad. True, true. It was it was yeah. tragic for a while, um, but top five games of all time. It's it's it's, it's tricky. I mean, five games of all the ones you played is yeah. is a hard one. This is hard. Let's kick off. Uh, you can do them in order, or okay. you can do them. Uh, you can do them here, there, and everywhere. Keep me up with the first one. Top five games, Alex. What's the first one? So this is, right. So this is always hard, right? Yeah. It's funny. Over Christmas, I was going to do this because there was like the you know the typical kind of like tweet that goes out and someone would be like, oh, what's your top five games of the yeah. decade, right? And I I have this draft tweet saved because I had three written, but I couldn't decide my my last two so mm-hmm. i still have, i still have posted it um and i always have to kind of like tailor this list as well because i'm a huge zelda fan zelda is my number one franchise above all else as a nintendo guy i get that exactly right but the thing is if i don't filter it a lot of the time my top five is just full of zelda games yeah so i feel like i'm gonna limit myself to pick just one okay in this but i might kind of honorably mention so i have to I have to talk about ocarina of time yeah ocarina of time is for me where it started with zelda so obviously i you know i had the Sega master system as my first game uh first system and stuff and then my brother Kept on buying like Nintendo systems after that. So my first Zelda game was Ocarina of Time, uh, and then I've since gone back and played every single one now. So like, I, I I love that series. To, to like, to, that there's nothing. It is, it, it. There, nothing really come. I mean, things do come close, but I yeah. think for me it was a link to the past. But, oh, okay. But yeah. Ocarina of Time. You know, was it on the N64. Yes. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, still now, you know, it is every time someone I guess someone streams it on Twitch, mm. whatever it might be. Tons of like well, hundreds of viewers because they just incredible. love the game. Yeah, well, I mean, because it, it did so much for gaming as well. Like, it, it's one of those games that you know, uh, like, with the whole because um, around that time, like, you know, like that was with the N sixty four was was one of the sort of systems that brought a lot of the kind of like three D titles in. Anyway, I think I'm pretty certain. Someone may correct me, but I'm pretty certain that Zelda: Ocarina of Time was the first game that introduced the kind of the lock on mechanism for like in combat when you're in the three D. Uh, yeah, camera. I yeah. think that's the one that that introduced it. So, so obviously, it did, it did a lot of stuff for gaming in the yeah. same way that Super Mario sixty four did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was it was fantastic because obviously like, it had it had the the childhood to adult transition like all the dungeons because because I like I really like um I've always liked you know exploring adventure games things like that I've I've been more into kind of those kind of games than I have like competitive games but I always like the idea that like Zelda games you know you have the combat sections you have the exploration sections and also in the dungeons you get puzzles like I, I always felt like I was getting loads out of the game so yeah. I had all of that you know obviously and also. Like I'm someone that likes to like customize my characters. And although you couldn't customize Link, you could get different tunics. So mm-hmm. in, in a very early stage, I was like, oh, well, towards the end of the game, I don't need to worry about. I'm going to wear the red tunic with the mirror shield and have the big Goron sword because I can. Yeah. So that was a fantastic game. But obviously, what then happened was every single Zelda game after that, I would always compare to Ocarina of Time and be like, is it better? You know, there'd be games that come out like Twilight Princess, fantastic game. But I was like, well, you know, it still doesn't have X, Y, and Z from Ocarina, so it's not quite as good in my in my eyes. The closest that came to that was fast forward to Switch was Breath of the Wild, yeah. which is now my kind of second favorite Zelda game of all time. Like Breath of the Wild 
is a fantastic game. And it was so close to me for beating Ocarina. There's a few things that I feel that needs to be done. And I'm, and I'm hopeful that when they do Breath of the Wild 2... Which, is, which has been slated for like, was it 2021? They haven't 20... slated a date yet, but I, okay. I, I reckon, given that it's built in the same engine, I, I reckon we could see it this year. We'll definitely see it at E3 this year. I reckon we could see it either either released end of this year or early next year. So we went, we, didn't we, you and I go to the Nintendo Switch launch event here in yes, at, the, yeah. at, the, at, the, at the Apollo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that because I remember we, that was the only game that we were allowed to capture was yeah. Breath of the Wild. Like all the other games, but when the Switch came out, like there was like, I guess like a handful of games that came with yeah. it. Like ARMS and these kind of really weird yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But I remember Breath of the Wild was there, yeah. And it was the so, only one you were allowed to take any footage mm. away from because I guess you couldn't really go further than, no, I guess. It was like were, a little, yeah, like, was, yeah, it was quite linear the first 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah that's, I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, and it was, I, I felt the same way. It was just the, the expanse of it. Like, the size of it it felt it felt so epic the thing the thing with that the thing that i liked about breath of the world was like there's so many games that when you think about when you have when you play a game as a kid you have this crazy sense of wonderment like you're exploring this world and like everything is just like you're a, you're a kid in a sweet store right mm-hmm. now to a degree when we play things like we st- i still get that kind of enjoyment but i, I enjoy games in a slightly different way you know like now obviously from a content point of view i blitz through games a lot more so i feel like I still enjoy games, but I feel like I appreciate them in a different way. And Breath of the Wild is the first game in a very long time that I felt like I was back being a kid playing through it. Like, because for that one, like a lot of the time I have to juggle doing work at the same time. But Zelda, we have this kind of agreement on the channel. Like, if there's if there's like a, a, a marquee series for you, so for two six, that's like Kojima games, so Metal Gear Solid, Death Stranding. So when that came out, like he was like, no streams for this week. I'm just playing Death Stranding, mm-hmm. and for me that's Zelda. So when Breath of the Wild came out, I took a week off purely played it luckily i got it before it came out because nintendo sent it to me early so i was able to kind of play it without worrying spoilers and stuff mm-hmm. i played it through and for that week like i didn't have to worry about content i just purely just played it and it kind of brought back those those like childhood feelings yeah. like I, everything was because because of the open nature of it like i'd just go wandering off in a direction because i because there wasn't a timeline because i wasn't trying to make content for it i was like i can go and wander and try and climb that mountain for like ages and then suddenly you walk on the other side there's a line and i'm like and i had all these crazy experiences like when there was the dragons flying through the sky i was walking across the bridge of Elden. And one of the dragons was flying through the sky. I was like, "What the? What? What is that?" And like, bear in mind, the game wasn't out yet. There's, there's no like guides online to be able to like find out what it is. I like, I was, <laughs> I, it was just me. I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm taking a taking a photo. I'm like, I want to, I want to try and remember this. So look, I had all those memories, and I'm definitely super excited for like the next one because I think like if you can take the more kind of traditional dungeon structure of like Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. put like a slightly more cohesive story in it have like more like music was one of the things i think i feel breath of the wild was lacking a little bit on it didn't Mm -hmm. have as many like iconic tunes if you could take some of that like traditional zelda dna and work that into like the open world breath of the wild framework i think we'll generally have the best zelda game we've ever had okay so let's let's see what happens yeah yeah. okay so okay so zelda ocarina of time is is on is on the top five that's the first one yeah okay four to go what else all right (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Uh, so monster hunter second favorite series of all time okay i think for this one i think i'm gonna have to choose monster hunter 4 ultimate Okay. So that was on 3DS. So I've been playing Monster Hunter since uh, Freedom Second on PSP. So fantastic series. Again, it kind of does everything that I love in gaming. Like, you know, you, you fight big-ass monsters. It, it, it does what you say on the, it says on the tin, basically. Yeah, exactly. you, you, you play a person basically going out into the wild, trying to find rare monsters to and you, hunt. And you hunt them, yeah. And yeah. Then you, but you, then you make armor and weapons out of them. And the cool, the cool flow is that you're like, okay, cool, I killed this monster. Got an awesome armor set. Let's do it again. And you just keep going, right? Yeah. But then for Ultimate was... Obviously, the the, yeah, the version on, on 3DS, but it had it had so much in that game. It had so many different monsters. It obviously four ultimate. Well, technically speaking, four, which was like the the one that only released in Japan, and we got four ultimate. But four introduced two new weapons uh, with like Charles Blade and Insect Glaive, one of my favorite ones. Um, and then it also had like a ton of great end game content and stuff. So I feel like as a whole, while Monster Hunter World has done far more for the franchise 
as a whole because it's brought it into the West. It's really like, you know, because for a long time, Monster Hunter was like a, a niche title, I'd say, and people were like, what is that game? Whereas now people know what Monster yeah, Hunter totally, is. Totally. Yeah, totally. So, like, so World is like 100% for the series, far more important. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I think about my memories, I think 4 Ultimate is probably my favourite. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. you've got Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Yeah. Okay, what else is there? The three, three to go. What else So Donkey Kong 64. Okay, interesting choice there. Because so, I, I, I would have said Donkey Kong Country personally, because oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a SNES aficionado, my friend. Right, so fair, I, fair. I love that game. But um, Donkey Kong 64, okay. Yeah, so I say that one because Mario 64 was obviously the one that played first. Yeah. Right? And that is, again, and that, that is one of the ones that like has done tons for like the gaming yeah, industry. Obviously. Timeless. Yeah, right? And But the thing is, right, at the time, so I played Mario 64, loved it to bits, played, like, you know, played it so many different times, enjoyed that so much. But then when Donkey Kong 64 came out afterwards, to me, in my childhood state, obviously, you know, like now I can you know appreciate it from a different point of view. But like back then when I was a kid, I was like, it's basically Mario 64 with monkeys and monkeys are my favorite animal. Hey. So I was like, it's basically exactly what I had before, but better. This is my dream game. Yeah. This is my dream game. Exactly. Okay. Now, not to say, because I mean, there are some people might, might, might listen to this and be like, how can you say it's better than Mario? I'm not saying it's better than Mario 64. Yeah. I was saying, when I was a kid, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, it's just Mario 64 with monkeys and different playable characters. I in mean, the moment, it was perfect. Exactly. In the moment, it was it perfect. Had, it had the, the DK rap. It had, you could play as Lanky Kong and walk on your arms. It was great. I mean, the fact that it had different characters as well, like you go through, that. I, I, one of the fantastic things is that like you play, you start off as obviously as DK, but you go through and you rescue different characters and you can play as different people so instead yeah. of Mario 64 just playing as Mario you know you got all these different people so that I mean it was it was great and then like each of the characters had their own unique playstyle. so I've always loved platformers I've always loved like 3D platformers so that perfect fit 100% so th- were those the three ones that were on your tweet that you kind of had they original- were on the ones that yeah okay yeah. okay. so, so the now- question is are there going to be another two that you can slip into this top five and feel okay about saying so so I feel I feel like yeah I, I definitely feel like I should say Smash Bros Ultimate Okay. Right? So Smash Bros. as a whole, hundred percent belongs there, right? I have love fighting, in, and it's, it's I, I hesitated for a second because like I haven't played Smash Bros. Ultimate as much as say like Two Six has, right? And like I, I love I love the series, but like it's fighting games for me have always been special, right? Back in the back when I was at school, I used to play fighting games all the time. It was like my favorite genre. Um, but back when you were at school, this was before like online gaming. You always think you're good at fighting games, right? Because when you're only playing your friends and you beat your friends, you're like, well, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretty the best. Good. Yeah, I'm the boss. And yeah. then online comes and you're like, oh. I'm not very good. I suck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly that, right? So, so that that kind of happened because like back in the day, I used to play, you know, Bloody Raw, Soul Calibur, Smash Brothers, like Street Fighter, any anything like that. We just uh, we we go around to each other each other's houses after school. We play those games. It was it was great. And then fast forward to like when it was like university, I played like Street Fighter like online and stuff, and then started to realize that I wasn't as good. And then like you know, I didn't like play them as much afterwards. But I've I've always still like fighting games is one of those things where like, my, my friends will always joke about it because like, I'm I, I would probably say I'm like I'm average at fighting games right I can, I can you know I can hold, some, you can hold your own yeah, yeah, yeah I can hold my own but I'm definitely not like you know I've got some friends that are actually much you know much much more competent that I can actually like I, I'll go in and I'll you know I'll know how to use my character but they'll they're really good with like the mind games and fighting games you know they'll actually be able to be like oh, I can predict what you're going to do mm-hmm. apparently I'm quite a predictable person <laughs> when it comes to like fighting games they'll be like I, I, I know you're going to do this and I'm like oh, okay so yeah but they're, they're, they've always like held, held you know been like an important genre to me and Smash Brothers is like taking a lot of your favorite series putting them into the series and be like oh you know you can you can like in no other game can you be like oh link versus cloud like yeah i, totally. I wanna i mean i've always as, as a zelda fan i was jokingly like i don't actually but i always jokingly hate on final fantasy because it's like it's the rivalry right i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh yeah link will link will beat cloud yeah whatever <laughs> so like you can actually have that and yeah. i think ultimate is basically the best version i mean it's got it's got the most characters it's got it's got like, a ton of great stuff and some people might argue that like oh no melee's the best one 
I for me, Ultimate is a fantastic game. Yeah. Absolutely love it. And I feel like it belongs in some of the best games. Oh, yeah. I remember when it first came out, and I remember so, so many friends of mine who play, play it yeah. were, were just sat there entranced to try to mm. unlock every... I think there's like 140 unlockable characters. Something, like something insane, crazy, yeah. I guess for you, as, as you said, like a Nintendo fan as you are, every single character, be yeah. it Samus Aran or whoever it might be, is squashed into the same game. Exactly. It's perfect. You yeah. can be anyone. Okay. So Smash Brothers Ultimate. So we, we've got to go across the first four. Yeah. So you've got different genres and different... What's going to be the fifth? There's got to be one more that's going to enter in this top five, which... See, it's hard, right? See, like, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> I love your, your setting it up. Just so everyone knows, okay? Let me just. Set, you know, you know why? Me. You know why I hate doing these lists, right? Go because on, you because you write the list or you verbalize the list, and then as soon as you're walking home, like after we finish this recording, I'm gonna be walking back to the station, and be like, why did I not mention this game? How can I not say that? Yeah. So it's it's so difficult. But I feel I feel like I want to sort of spread across different genres, and I feel like something we've been playing recently mm-hmm. has actually kind of like brought back those memories. But I kind of want to say Red Alert Three, right? Okay. Because I love RTSs as well. Right, and I have, but I feel like RTSs as a genre is something that doesn't get as much attention these days. Like there have been a few indie RTSs recently, mm-hmm. but they haven't quite held a candle to how they used to be. Like it used to be Command and Conquer, used to be Red Alert, used to be things like uh, Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth, mm-hmm. and they are some of the best gaming experiences. I, I used to play StarCraft as well, although I realized that very early on that StarCraft I am is complex. Terrible. Yeah, I, I mean things like I go into it like, oh yeah, you know I know Red Alert, can't be that bad. And then suddenly I go online and like literally in the first ten seconds someone's in my base and I'm like, uh, okay, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, I'm yeah. Out of this. But, but but Red Alert I kind of grew up on because I, I played I played Red Alert one, two, and three. You know, I always had the cheesy kind of live action cutscenes with uh, with like Kane. They were great. Exactly they were great. right. I mean, we, I mean, we one of those games as well where. I found personally that when it came out, hmm. it was one of the only games I, I remember it just being everywhere. Like yeah. at that kind of time, it was the nineties. I don't know when it came I out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know when it came out. I think it was a PS One. I want to say I don't know what kind of console it came. It was a console uh, that I was playing on. Red Alert Three was on PC and Xbox Three Sixty, but the previous ones okay. were. Well, I remember it being on. There was there was I think there was TV ads. There mm-hmm. was like you know it was, there was a lot of ads for this thing. I because I, I wasn't really into RTS at all. Right. I was more into like, the fighting games, you know, and, that, yeah. you know, and platformers. But I remember thinking to myself, like, it, there was a lot of, there was a lot of like, I want to say like USSR, kind of like a Russian kind yeah, of like, yeah. element yeah. to it. And it, I remember just seeing it, thinking that is pretty intriguing. Cause not maybe it was because mm. it was, it was kind of, I was shown it so often. I thought, okay, I must play this thing because yeah, everyone else yeah, is yeah. playing it. Yeah, that was actually the, one of the first RTS games that I played because oh, I suddenly thought, if, if everyone else is playing this, yeah. I got to give it a go. So, yeah, yeah. well, I feel, I feel like Red Alert is also like of, of because some RTSs can be quite daunting quite quite you know like scary to kind of get into and like of because there's, there's there's command and conquer which is yeah. like kind of the more sort of serious version and then you have red alert which is sort of like the slightly light, lighter hearted one but that one i think i think i have the fondest memories with that because it's just like again you have you know especially when you when you like when you're playing with friends that you know you mm-hmm. know you can have like you can come to agreements be like okay cool you know nobody attack for 10 minutes we're gonna build up these massive armies and suddenly you know you've been building for like 10 15 minutes and you send these huge armies in and like and the reason i bring that up is because recently like it's not been possible to play it online up until recently because obviously EA took the servers down. Mm-hmm. And then someone released like a, a launcher that basically sort of allows you to kind of play online. And we've been recently playing like in just in this week. And we're playing last night. And like, bear in mind, we haven't played since, well, since basically when it was on 360. So you always think to yourself, sometimes you have those fond memories and you go back, you're like, is it actually going to live up to it? But put it back in, cranked it up to ultra settings. It's like, this is still just as great as when we played the other day. And like, we're, we're like, Literally, my, my friends are sort of where we're kind of getting together like today, tomorrow, like just while we've got some sort of time before things get busy because it's just great. I mean, there's only three factions to play with and like the maps aren't, you know, there's not too many maps, but it's just, yeah, it's just still one of the best artists there is. I, I still feel like there there have been a few 
ones released recently, but they still haven't quite had that same that same flair. And this just feels, yeah, it feels great. So do you love me a bit of real time strategy? Exactly. Any chance I get? Well, I, I mean, it's hard these days because there yeah. are, as you said, there aren't as many. Anymore, no, no, but... they are supposedly remaking Come On and Conquer. Like they're doing like a remake one, which like yeah, kind of occasionally put like tweets up on Reddit. But it's, I mean, there's there's minimal information. We'll see, that, we'll so. see. Before I let you go, 2020, what game are you most looking forward to? Oh, oh. Oh, that's it's, hard. It's hard. There's, there's, a, there's a lot, buddy. Because and things get, you know, every now and again, it's like things get suddenly announced. You know, obviously the yeah. PS5 and, and the, is it the Xbox? Just Xbox, uh, Xbox Series X. Series X. Yeah. When they come out, there's going to be some kind of flagship games that are going to come out yeah. alongside the, the the console. So we don't know what's coming our way. But as of right now, what as we right know now, is coming out. We 100 know. So, I, I, so I'll leave Breath of the World off because I don't know if it's coming this year. Yeah. So I'd say. Probably the ones we know right now, probably like Cyberpunk. That, I mean, because that, that, I mean, that Dude, hundred that, that so looks incredible, sick. and I mean that it looks in like it looks like it's, it, and I guess the hype around it as well has been because yeah. I remember that first trailer dropped. Oh yeah, and everyone was like, "What is this game?" Mm. And then Keanu Reeves, you know, the whole uh, yeah, what, what do you say? You're, you're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that 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 set the scene anyway. I mean, yeah. it just me- that was mo- one of the biggest memes of the year. It had to be. It was mm. crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but when we, everyone saw that for the first time, I think was you know, it was one of the most exciting games. I think that have, have, people have been most hyped up for a long yeah, time. Yeah, now. oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's stylistic. I mean, it looks yeah, I mean, like yeah. I mean, CD Projekt Red are great at creating those massive worlds, right? I mean, I still need to go back and finish Witcher Three, so like, I'm gonna try and get that done before Cyberpunk if I can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that one and like otherwise, a couple of things that sort of like shown off recently, like Godfall. So Godfall is mm-hmm. uh, rather interesting, like like um, being published by Gearbox, but it's a, a looter slasher, so it falls within the same. Uh, same space that I would normally cover, like loot-based games, but instead of you know, a lot of the looter shooters are obviously gun-based, and I've always been much more of a melee-focused person, and this is actually like more melee combat. So it almost kind of looks sort of Dark Souls yes combat meets looter game, and yeah. it's really really cool. And that's a that's a PS5 title, so nice, very exciting, exciting, exciting dude. Yeah. Well, mate, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, great. So, yeah, mate, pleasure. It's, it's, I mean, the great insight as well mm. um, into all things Arix Gaming. Uh, send our love to the rest of the gang as we'll well. We'll do, we'll do. And uh, look forward to seeing you online for plenty more this year, mate. Definitely. It's thank you very pleasure. much. Our pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Be sure to catch me next week for another episode of The Savage Situation. Thanks to Fourth Floor Creative for supporting the series. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube as well. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye.